Family, the title of my message this morning is uh, The Blessedness of Seeking God. I, uh, you know, when I got this, this word, um, funny enough, the very same Sunday when we came back, <laughs> Dr. Mazawani spoke about when when I heard him <laughs> reading from Psalm 84, I'm like, God, God, God. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, okay, I hear you. Because I, I had another word, but I, I was asking God, saying, Lord, which, which, which one, which one? So when he gave me Psalm 84, I said, I'm going to sit on it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on it. I'm going to sit on it, and I'm going to sit on it. Amen. So, okay, before I go any further, I just want to define... Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm not much of a preacher here. I, I prefer expounding on the way. <laughs> so today, um, yeah, you're not going to get excited, but you will be edified. Amen. The word blessedness is the, is, is, is the state of being blessed with divine favor. And uh, the word of God says in Jeremiah 29, 11 and to verse 14. I know somebody might be saying, but why are you asking? Why are you Preaching from Genesis, I mean Jeremiah 29, 11. Listen to what the Lord is saying. He says, For I know the plans that I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expectant end. He says there is an expected end for all of us, but he alone knows the knows the thoughts and, and uh, that he thinks towards us to give us that expected end. And then he said in verse 12, Then ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And then he said in verse 18, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Amen. And then he said, And I will be found by you. I will be found by you, says the Lord, that, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, it's, it's, I'm coming back home. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but I believe you know, I know we, we've been through a year and a half, if not two years, of, of corona pandemic. And I know there was a time when I felt exhausted, when I was I truly felt like, God, am I still saved? <laughs> because I'm like, Lord, I, this is too much. I can't go on. And uh, so when this word came to me, I said, Lord, this is more for me. <laughs> if it's not speaking to other people like this, I'll take it for myself because he's saying that um, he has these plans. He has these awesome plans for us. He has all these glorious plans. But he said that for us to be able to access those plans, we need to seek him. There's no other way, family of God. You can't keep on running. You can't go from one prophet to another. You know, you need to have a relationship with your God. You need to stand in a place. There's a place in God that I truly believe that if we as believers in Jesus Christ can just stay there. Stay there. And today I'm going to talk about abiding. I'm going to talk about dwelling in the, in the secret place. Because sometimes, mom, we, we, we have this tendency of coming in and, you know, going in and out, you know, we like, you know, we're visiting. We are not visitors. We are not visitors. If your blood 
bored, if you are Holy Spirit filled, if you are a child of God, born again by the Spirit of God, you are not a visitor in the house of God. You are not a visitor in that secret place. You need to be, God must, must, must you know, you must always you know, looking forward to meeting you. Whether it's, it doesn't matter the time of the day, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the midday, have that time of fellowship with God. He says, you will go, you will call on me. You will call. Not, he didn't say, I'm going to call you and tell you my plans. He said, no, 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 no. I have the thoughts that, that I, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the plans. Another version says, I know the plans, but for you to be able to access those plans, you need to call. And you know what? So many times we don't want to call. Because we feel like prayer has to be like this 24-hour thing. We need to be lying on the prostrate. And we need to be, you know, you know, going. No. Even in your house, in your, in, your, in, your, in, your, in your business, talk to your father. Talk to your father. Amen. Let, let the presence of God, let the, let, let the, be aware of his, his presence. Everywhere you go, be aware of his presence. And then he said, one thing I love about God, he says, there's, two, there's, many, there's many things that God, God can do all things, right? We agree on that. God can do all things, but there's one thing he cannot do. One of the few things, he cannot lie. God cannot lie, family. And so if he says, when you do the seeking, when you do the, the calling, when you, when you press in, when you desire me, in actual fact, that word seek is a strong concordance, number H, uh, or 1245, and it means to search out. It means to specifically, it says specifically in prayer and worship, to seek the face of. So, so many times we, we only go to God when we have a need. So many times we only go to God when, you know, my father, my God, my child is sick, is in hospital. Lord, heal him or heal her. But God wants us to continually fellowship with him. And to be in a, in, in a, in a, in a presence, in, 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 a, in such a state, like I'm saying, of blessedness, the state of being blessed with divine favor, where that even if your child gets sick, you have peace because you know whom you have believed. You know the God that you meet every morning. You know the God that when I call on you, when I say, my father, my God, Jehovah Rapha, arise and manifest your glory in my life, people will know that truly you are a child of God. Amen. He said, I've got too many scriptures. That's the thing with me. Mom is laughing because she knows <laughs> okay, in Hebrews 11, that way actually, I want to take us to, to the Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. That way, diligently, it said it so beautifully in Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, where he says in verse 6 that without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to him must first believe that he is what? He is, that he exists, and that he rewards those who diligently. This is not somebody who comes in like on a Sunday, okay, you know, occasionally and say, you know, hi, Jesus, it's me again. No, 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 no. This is somebody who diligently seeks the Lord. And when he says, I will be found by you, there's a Hebrew word called matzah. And like, I just wrote in my notes there, I was chuckling even yesterday. It's like matzah is not, you know, the unleavened bread is called matzah. <laughs> but this is, it might actually be, you know, okay, that's another message altogether. But as in, it means to attain, to acquire, to encounter, to meet. God says, 
I will be found by you. He desire that encounter. He wants to meet with you more than you want to meet with him. I don't know if you all know that. He wants, God wants, he desire a relationship. That is why in John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world. He loved us when we were still in the world. Still uh, under the, the, the power of, of, of the enemy. But he gave his son. He made the first move. We were not seeking him. <laughs> but he made the first move. And when he did, and he restored back to us, he's now saying, now that you are my children, I want you to seek. I want you to desire me. I want you to, 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 to want me. God is not going to force himself on anyone who doesn't want him. He doesn't send people to hell. People go there out of their own choices. There's already, I know it's, 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 it's hard for some people to, to swallow it, but as a teacher today, I'm just going to say it as it, as it is. God does not, he desires that all men be saved. But he's given us a choice because we need to choose to love him. Amen. Psalms 84 verse 1 says, how lovely is your dwelling place. That word dwelling place in Hebrew, it means, is, is the word mishkan. And it means tabernacle. It means the residence. It means habitation. He says, how lovely. I mean, family, just ask, ask yourself that if, if the, the dwelling place of God is so lovely, why don't we desire? No, I'm just asking. <laughs> why don't I desire to be there? If it is so beautiful, if it is so so amazing, so glorious. He says, how lovely is your dwelling place? How lovely is your mishkan? Your tabernacle, your, your, your residence, your habitation, oh God. Oh Lord of heavens, I mean, in the living, New Living Translation. And then in, verse nine, in, in, in Psalm 91 verse 1, it says, I'm going to read it from, from, from the King James, my favorite version. It says, he that dwelleth, that word dwelleth means to tarry. It means to wait in my presence. He says, don't be in a hurry to leave the place where I have called you to be with me. Stay there. Abide. Amen. He says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. They shall lodge. They shall continue. They shall endure. Hallelujah. And the Lord Jesus Christ tells us in John 15 verse 4 that... Um, we need to abide in the word. If my word abide in you and you abide in me. He said, I think it's verse, I can't remember verse 6 or 7. It says, if my word abide in you, you shall ask of anything. But without the abiding, how do you ask if you don't abide? How do you ask if you don't abide? So the, the, the power, family of God, is in the, in, the, in the abiding where we dwell with God. Okay, I'm also reminded of... Um, it says, under the shadow, you shall abide under the shadow of the, of the Almighty. That name, um, the name of God there, where it says um, in Psalm 91, names of God are also, they reveal the character of God. So when you see a name of God, do a research. Where it says most, most high is, is El Elyon. El Elyon is most high. Most high in position, most high in everything. There's none higher than the Lord most high. There's none higher than El Elyon. There's none you can go to your Sangomas, you can go to your little gods, but they are all below him. He is the highest. So why would I go to a lesser God when I can have a relationship and, and go to a, the creator of the universe? He's Elohim. Amen. I'm getting carried away. 
And then he says, you will rest in the shadow of the, of the Almighty. Almighty is the, is, the, is the name El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. He's the God who, who owns a cattle on a thousand hill. He is he's the God of Ephesians 3.20. Come on, somebody. He's the God of Ephesians 3.20. The one that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Whatever you need. Remember, he said to Moses, Moses, tell you that my, my children, I am that I am, sent you. So I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know who, what you're going through as a, as a person. Like I said, we've been through um, a year of, um, a year and a half or so of, you know, of, of, of sustaining. I feel like we've just been through, you know, spiritual attack after another. So we need, we need to be in the presence of God. Um, like I said, I'm reminded of Ruth. Ruth said to Naomi in Ruth chapter 1 verse 16, he says, entreat me. It's like, listen, I'm not going to leave you. I saw something in you, mother. I saw something in you. And to the women of God this morning, I just want to say, can we say this to the Lord this, 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 this season? Entreat us, Jesus, not to leave thee, nor return from following after thee. Because that's what, those are the words that Ruth said to, to Naomi. He says, please don't, don't ask me to leave. Don't ask me to leave. Can we get to the place in God where we can say, Lord, I don't want to go. <laughs> I know I have to, but I don't want to go, Lord. Go with me. Let us be like Moses. Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, we, I'm not, we're just going to sit here. So can we be men and women of God this morning that will say, Lord, we will not go. I'm not going to go to that interview if you're not coming with me. I'm not going to the hospital if you're not coming with me. I'm not going to whatever. Michelle, I'm not going to that, <laughs> to that viewing if you're not coming with me, Lord. I'm not going to do that valuation interview if you're not coming with me. You are coming with me and I know when you are there. Favor. Blessedness of being in the presence of God. Amen. That divine favor is upon you. Amen. He says... Okay, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee, right? For whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, <laughs> that's the word again, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. God shall be my God. So when we say to the Lord, um, I still remember, I know this is not in my notes, but I don't know, the Lord just reminded me. When, 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 when after resurrection, the Lord saw Mary Magdalene, he said to him, Mary, do not touch me. I have not gone to, to my God and your God, my father and your father. I'm like, you. <laughs> so when we say to the Lord Jesus Christ, do not entreat us to leave you, God, because your God is our God. Your father is our father. Your people our people. That is why as the body of Christ, we also need to fellowship. We don't just fellowship with God alone, but we fellowship with one another. And I love the word, you know, we had a powerful prayer. Women of God in Christian Family Church, House of Harvest Ministries, allow me to just pause and say, if you're not joining us for, for, for Saturday, I, you're missing out. <laughs> I, yeah, you're missing out. There's, there's a word that Mom, uh, Pastor Zandile shared. Um, I think it's in First John. Where it says we when we fellowship with one another, you know, it's when we come together as corporately that says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. 
Sometimes I go into prayer and I'm like, hey, God. But when, 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 when Pastor Pusha comes with the word, I'm like, sure, that is for me. That, that the Bible says in John 15, verse 3, that the word cleanses us. So when Michelle comes with the word, it cleanses me. And, 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 and you, leave, you leave that meeting feeling like, you know what, God, I can conquer anything. I don't care what's going to come my way. I can conquer anything. Amen. So that fellowship, when, he, when she says that God my, shall be my God, that people shall be my people, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a two-way relationship. That's the cross, the vertical, the relationship with God, and the, 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 fellowship, the, the relationship with the fellow man. Amen. And I know it's not easy, but hey, we need to forgive <laughs> when we, you know, step on each other's toes. Okay. I'm running out of time. Verse 2 says, I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. And family, I was laughing on, th- on Thursday, Pastor Pasha, when you asked me to read Matthew 22, verse 37. Because that's, I'm like, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> but I was reading it from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, where the Lord Jesus Christ was quoting. Where he says, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your strength. So being in the presence of God, desiring, you know, to have an encounter with God, that's how you show, how do you love your, 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 your husband if you don't spend time with him? How do you love your children if you don't take time to just take them out, you know, go out with them? I mean, it's, it's, it's if, if we as human beings understand that how much more God God longs for his children to be in his presence. God longs for us. And the word in Psalm 42 that says, that's my, one of my favorite scriptures, as the deer panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. It says, my soul thirsted for God, for the living God, not just any God, for the living God. And then he's asking, when shall I come and appear before God? Family, we're living in the New Testament. We're living under the new covenant. The blood has made a way. The veil is torn. It's not like in the, in the time of the tabernacle of Moses where there was this thick curtain that separated. And do you know that if, during those times, family, that um, ordinary people like you and me would not go in. Only the priests. And one person would be allowed to go into the Holy of Holies. One person once a year. The high priest. And during that time, it was Aaron. But we already, ha- we, we, are in the new cover- we are in the new covenant. We, we are tabernacling with God. We should be tabernacling with God daily. It's a daily walk of coming into the presence of God and saying, Lord, I come just as I am. I come just as I am. The blood has cleansed me. The blood gives me the, the boldness to enter. The book of Hebrews, I didn't put it there, but the book of Hebrews, when you read it, chapter 4, it speaks about that, 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 that we, we must come boldly before the throne room of grace. Why must we come boldly before the throne room of grace? Because the veil is torn. The blood is already covered, you see. All we just need to come and say, Lord, I come just as I am. Amen. And then in Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So if you're hungry for the presence of God, he's going to show up. Believe me, it's going to show up. It's going to show up in an amazing way. And your life will never be the same. Amen. Verse 2, he says, With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. 
and our father, family, according to Psalm 100, 100 verse 4, remember this, this, we still have, yes, the, the, the veil has been torn, but there's, there's a protocol into the, coming into the, into the presence of God. We enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. We enter the courts with what? With praise. We praise God for what he has done, for waking us up this morning. God, thank you for protecting me throughout the night because he gave us a promise that he will give his beloved what? Sweet sleep. So we thank him for that. And we worship him for who he is. Like I just gave you the two names. El Shaddai, you are my sustainer, God. Thank you, Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider, God. Thank you, you're my healer. You're Jehovah Shalom. You're my peace. Amen. We just acknowledge him for who he is. Verse 3 says, even the sparrow finds a home. And I ask, do you have a home? <laughs> do you have a home? Because a, a, a home is a place of rest. And for believers, our home is in Jesus Christ. Our home is in him. When you read Acts chapter 17, just write it down. Maybe when you get home, just meditate on it. He says, for in him, in Christ, in God, we live and move and exist. So when I read that, I'm like, okay, God, then it means outside of Christ, there's no life basically. Outside of God, there's no life. We don't exist. Yes, we live. Yes, we walk around. But basically, we're like walking dead. Spiritually speaking. So for a children of God, I just want to encourage us, continue, press into the presence of God. He is our dwelling place. And here's the beautiful thing. We are his dwelling place as well. So this thing, this relationship is two-way. We do not belong to the world. As he was, when he was praying in John 17, the high, the, pre, the high priestly prayer of Christ, John 17, verse 14, the B part says, he said to the Father, Father, they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. So we are in him. We do not belong to this world. We should not be conforming to the pattern of this, of this age. Amen. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, don't you realize that your body family of God. He says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Is the tabernacle of the Spirit of God? Is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit? It is the, the residence of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. He was given. He's the third person of the, of the Trinity. He was given to us by God. You can also go and read Romans chapter 5. Verse 5. The Holy Spirit was given to us. But sometimes we, we, we don't, we're not even aware that he's there. We're not even aware that we, we carry. People of God, we carry the creator of the universe. We carry God. We carry God. And he says, you do not belong to yourself. So you can't just do whatever you want. <laughs> Amen. But when you do his will, he said, when you seek me, all these things that you, you need, that the Gentiles are running after, money, wealth, fame, whatever. He says, I'll give them to you. He says, I'll give them to you. What did he say to Abraham, Father Abraham? He says, leave your father's house. I will give you, I will, I will make you a great nation. At that time, his wife was, was barren. Couldn't even bear him a child. But God said that. And God, who cannot lie, fulfilled it. So how much more? We have the Lord Jesus Christ at the, at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 60, verse 7, the Lord says, I, not Pastor Princess, not Pastor 
Pushia, nor any one of us. He says, I, the Lord, will make my temple glorious. He says, I will, you are my temple. I'll make you glorious. <laughs> so the more we spend time, not, you know, not in the world, not consuming the news, which I, these days, I don't know, I, I decided, you know what? Mm -mm. I'll just check once in a while what's happening, but I've decided, you know what? I need to protect my mind as well. I need to meditate on the word of God and just protect my spirit as well. I can't just consume everything. I can't just go where everything you know, goes. I can't just follow the ways of the world. Amen. In, in Philippians 3 verse 10, he says, this is Paul now. This is the man who walked with God. But he still had a cry. He says, oh, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. How are you going to walk in the power of his resurrection when you don't fellowship with God? How? And I'm asking as the women, the ladies this, this, this month, that have we as the women of God stopped pursuing the things of God? And why? And are we going after the things that the Bible says will pass away with this world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You want to drive a car? Lord, give me a car. Why do you want to drive a car? So that you can show your ex-boyfriend or your ex-husband that you made it. No, 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 no. Let's talk about it. <laughs> That's the pride of life. That's the pride of life. And the Lord says that these things will pass away with the world. So why do we do things that, that, are, not, that are not pleasing to God? He says, I'm going to pass away. Why do you want to hang around? And then it says, have we forgotten also the saying that we are sojourners and strangers in this world? First Peter 2.11 says, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, Abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. But when we present to the presence of God, we'll walk by the Spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. And I'm just going to give you one example in, in the Bible of a woman who just didn't want to let go of this world. We don't have her name. The Bible doesn't tell us her name. But we know her as Lord's wife. You can read about this account in Genesis 19. But in verse 20, 20, 26, he lo she looked back when God was about to, was judging Sodom and Gomorrah for the sins that they committed before him. He said, okay, out of his answer to his friend Abraham, he, he, he sent the two angels to go and, and to take Lord, his, 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 uh, his nephew, yeah, nephew, and his family out. But the wife, her heart, family, the heart, the heart, the center of who you are. Her heart was still hooked up in, in, in Sodom and Gomorrah. So when she turned back, she received judgment right there. She turned into the pillar of salt. And the Lord Jesus Christ warns us in, in Luke 17, 32. He says, remember what happened to Lord's wife. That's what he said. <laughs> remember. We just need to remember that, you know what, looking in, back into the world is just not good. We need to look to present to the, into the presence of God. And in verse 3, the Bible says in Psalm 84, and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at the place near your altar, O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God. This is for mothers. When you pray, do you take your children with you? Do you teach them the ways of the Lord? Do you bring them near the altar of God? Do you bring, as women of God, do we bring, do we bring our nieces, our nephews, some of us who are not yet mothers but our aunts, do we bring them when we pray? Do we call them and say, can we pray? Teach them to pray near the altar of God.
Okay, I'm not going to go through um, the, the other stuff. In verse 4, he says, How blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. The Berean Study Bible says that, but the New Living Translation says, What joy for those who can live in your house. He says they're always singing your praises. The people who see God, family, are joyous. In the midst of the fiery furnace, in the midst of the devil doing everything he can, you still find them with joy. Joy and happiness are not the same. One day I'll be able to explain that to you, but I think most of you understand. Joy and happiness are not the same. Joy, you're joy, joyous, you're joyful in spite of what you're going through because you know the promises of God are yes and amen, and they will come to pass. In verse Peter chapter 1, verse 8, he says, Whom have, whom have you not seen, ye love, in whom though ye, now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I don't know about you, but I want this glory. I want this joy. I want this joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. And family can only be found in the place of abiding. In the place of abiding. Amen. Verse 5 says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart are set on a pilgrimage. Like I said in First Peter that, um, you know, we need to remember that we are, we are strangers in this world. We are passing. But our strength is in God. As we set our hearts upon heaven, as we set our hearts on a pilgrimage, we need to know that as we press into the presence of God, that's where we get the strength. Because this world... <laughs> Yo, it will drain you, Shem. <laughs> it will drain you. And then he says in verse 7, um, all right, no, 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 let me go back. Verse 6, I almost passed this. I can leave the other stuff, but this one is very crucial. This one, when mom shared it, I was like, yo. <laughs> verse 6 says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of spring. Even the autumn rain covers it, covers it with. And New Living says, when they walk through the valley of weeping. I feel like we've been weeping. I, seriously, I feel like we've just been weeping. This pandemic has just been doing things. But he says, those that seek the Lord, those that are, that are always pressing into the presence of God, he says they will turn the situation, around. they will turn the atmosphere from weeping to a place of refreshing springs. Fountains of refreshing. You know, people will even come. You will find yourself saying, God, I'm going through this, but you find yourself ministering. Why? Because you've been in the presence of God. You've continually praising into the presence of God. And then in, in New Living Translation, verse 7, it says, they will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. Where is your Jerusalem, woman of God? Where is the place where you say, this is your place, God. This is your altar. Where you and I meet. Where you and I, you know, commune. Where you and I, you know, fellowship. Where you and I have an encounter. The Bible says when you do appear before God in that place, you'll continue to grow stronger. When everybody's growing weak, you grow stronger. They'll find themselves saying, how do, you, how, do you, how, do you, how do you do, Pastor Susan, with everything that is happening in your life? How do you do? You're glowing, my word, you're glowing. You've been in the presence of the glorious God. And he says, I will make you, you are my temple and I will make you glorious. Amen. In verse 11, he says, oh, I love verse 10. He says, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand else." anywhere else. He says, I would rather be a 
gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. Amen. And in verse 11, he says, for the Lord is our son and shield. He says, he gives grace. He gives grace. Who doesn't need grace? I don't know about you, but I need that unmerited favor and I have it. Thank you, Jesus. We have it as the children of God. He says, he gives us grace and glory. The Lord, here's a powerful promise. He says, the Lord will not withhold any good thing from those who do what is right. Are you doing what is right? Are you seeking the Lord above everything else that you're seeking? He says, I will, not, I will withhold no good thing. You want the good things? Get into the presence of God. You want all these things that you think? Get into the presence of God. Go down on your knees. Go down on your knees. And then in verse 12, he says, Oh, Lord of heavens, I miss. What joy for those who trust in you. What joy for those who trust in you. And family, as I'm closing, the blessedness, as I was just meditating even in this word this morning, I realized it's actually Matthew 6.33. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Find out what pleases God and do it. If praise is praise, do it the God's way. If worship is worship, he says, I'm looking for worshipers that will worship me in spirit and in truth. Led by the spirit. I, I, I was so blessed the other day when Dr. Mazawani spoke about Sort of like he explained it to me. I'm like, oh, finally, Holy Spirit, thank you. Now I understand perfectly as it is that when, when you are led by the Spirit of God, when, 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 you, when you are in the Word, when you have the Word and the Spirit, because you can't separate those two. He's the author of the Word. So you can't read the Word and say, Holy Spirit, I'll see you later. It's not going to work. Try it. It's not going to work. You're going to come out of dry like... <laughs> You're going to come out of there dry. It's like I said, um, these are the, 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 the things that we, we get. Rest. I don't know about you, but I need rest every day. Deliverance. 2 Timothy 4.18, Paul says, And my God shall deliver me from every evil work and preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. Restoration. He says, I will restore back to you the years that the locust has eaten. Protection. Psalm 91, he says, I will give my angels charge concerning you that they may keep you in all of your ways of obedience. Sustenance. He will sustain you. Even he, There's a scripture, I forgot, I forgot to, 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 to check that scripture. It says, even on your sick bed, God will sustain you. It says, peace. You can't buy peace with your money. You can't buy peace with your connections. You can't buy, buy peace with anything but being in the presence of God. Joy. Like I was, I was speaking about uh, First Peter, Second Peter. This is unspeakable and full of glory. We all want that. Strength. To be able to stand in the midst of everything. And then we will be positioned, like I said, to be a blessing to others who are weary. We just came out of prayer yesterday. I found myself ministering to a senior pastor who is who's a client of mine. I'm like, God... And he's like, yes, thank you. I receive it. Thank you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We've been in the presence of God, Mamzoi. We've been in prayer. We've been worshiping. We've just been pressing into the presence of God. Lastly, as, 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 as a message of, of encouragement to the body of Christ, I said, let us not be Sunday Christians only. 
That's family we're deceiving ourselves. Being Sunday Christians only, you only come to, to church on Sunday and when if, okay, if uh, Brother Ephraim is not playing the keyboard right, you're like, ah, you're gone. No. Even if he's not playing the keyboard right, he's still fine because you're already, you're, you're already in the presence of God. You've just come out of prayer. You've just come out of place of worship. You've just come out of the place of fellowship. So whether, whatever, whoever does whatever, and does not do it right, it really doesn't matter. You will even be in a position to intercede for them as they do that. It's time for to live for God. It's time to seek his face like never before. It is time to inquire of the Lord, to guide us as a nation, to guide us as families, to guide us as people, to guide us as pastors, and strengthen the hands that are weak. The, the feeble needs need to be strengthened, but we can only do that when we remain in the dwelling place of God. Arise, sons and daughters of Jehovah. Seek his face and be blessed. God bless you as you seek after him. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's the end of my message. That's the end of the message, family. And I just want to say, um, yeah, God be glorified. God be magnified. For he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I don't know.